listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, and on today's episode, we don't have a musician, so it's a first, but don't worry, we have somebody who has, in my opinion, the best interview show of Hudson Valley musicians and the best radio show, period, in the Hudson Valley, Rita Ryan. Rita, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Thank you, Rick. It's, like, really cool to be here. Thank you so much for thinking of me and asking me to be here and for the kind words it's very kind of you thank you well you're very welcome you've earned it you you do an incredible show you do an incredible job with it i want to jump in and ask you right away oh before i even do that i want to let our listeners know that your show is a live show unlike this pre-taped show must be more difficult to do a live show i'd be scared to death i think uh to to do that but this show is on wvkr which is at Vassar College, right in Poughkeepsie, New York. How did you get that job? How did you start doing these interviews? By accident, as is how 90% of my life seems to be going, but that's a good thing. I worked at another radio station in Red Hook for many years, six years, and I was a marketing manager there. At that point, I wasn't doing anything on air at the radio station in Red Hook, but then something happened, and they needed to do a live broadcast with a DJ, and there were no DJs available to go down to do this broadcast. So they kind of pushed me into going. And I'm like, I have never been on radio before and you want to put me on live? I'm like, okay. So I did it and I loved it. I loved it. So then the next week I go back to the owner of the radio station and and I said, you know, I really like that. He says, ah, you got the bug, didn't you? So I asked for a show and I started by doing weekends from midnight to 2 a.m. I pre-recorded there. So I pre-recorded everything. I'd never did a live show. So I wound up then going into being the evening show host. And then I dropped that and just did Saturdays. So after I left my real job there as a marketing manager, I um, moved on to a different job, uh, probably... Uh, four years ago now and and somebody texted me and said I don't hear you on air anymore why not I said well I took another job they're like so what why don't you go do a show somewhere and I said well you know it's always something I've wanted to do is do a local show about Hudson Valley music because I'm always out seeing music and I know these musicians and it would be fun to have a show focused on what I really know well So then this person that texted me said, you know, there's this college station, VKR. It's been around for like 40, 50 years. Why don't you just go and see if you can do a show? So I contacted WVKR. It was in the summer of 2015. And I contacted them and they're like, you know, we're really looking for someone to do local programming. We don't have a DJ focusing on that. We used to, but we don't anymore. So I went in and I met with them and um, I just did a show for the heck of it. Not really securing a spot yet, but they just wanted to hear how it would go. And um, and here I am, 202 shows later. Congratulations. Thank you. Were you worried that you didn't have the experience of live radio to pull it off when you first started to do it? Or were you just like, you know, I'm just going to go for it? I love being in the moment. So, um, no, I wasn't nervous about it at all. For me, it's exactly opposite. I'm more nervous about taping um, than I am of live because live to me, it's like we're in the moment. Yes, mistakes happen. Um, a CD doesn't play or, I, you know, there's a plethora of things that could go wrong being live. 
But I love that because we're the human race and we mess up all the time. Live is magical, but this is kind of magical too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is all taped, but I, I feel like it's live. It, well, it is live. We're two live people alive right now talking to each no, other. No, I am pre-taped. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of your guests, Rita. I'm so amazed with some of the guests you've gotten on the show. I mean, you've gotten Jack Cassidy. You've gotten Martin Sexton. You've gotten... Uh, uh, Yorma Kalkinen, you, you've gotten the great Malcolm Cecil. For our listeners, let's just impress them with some of these names. Come on, g- give me some. Who are some of your favorites? My first interview, and this is the beautiful one, and I'll never forget it because I felt like after I got through my first interview, I could interview everybody. So years earlier, before me getting this gig that I'm doing now at WVKR, when I was working at the other station, I befriended Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams. And I said, you know, I have this idea someday I want to do this local show and it was talking to him about it in pretty great detail and I said to Larry I said you know I I just I don't know how or when or and I got it and I emailed Larry and I said Larry I got that show because he always said to me when you get that show he didn't say if he said when you get that show I'll be your first guest and I emailed him, and Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams were my first guests. Wow. Well, that's, like, incredible because they're both amazing musicians. For those who don't know, Larry Campbell has played with Bob Dylan and so many other people. And his wife, Teresa Williams, they're married, right? Yes. Yep. She sounds great. I saw the two of them open up for Jackson Brown once, and it was amazing. They were so good. Great song selection and just great musicians. Uh, how do you book these? I mean, we, I mean, I know that story. But how do you find these guests and and how do you get them to be on? I mean, do you know all of them or? I don't know all of them. I contact them. I contact their management, their publicity team, depending on who they are. If they have that, I contact the publicity team. Otherwise, um, I contact them directly with social media now. It's so easy to um, find people and ask um, if they would be on the show. That's a big part of my problem is I'm not very social media savvy. It's Mm -hmm. never been my forte. So I don't know where anyone is. I'm just yelling into the darkness and somebody like will hold up a candle and say, I'll be on the show. (laughs) Uh, And I've I've been very lucky with, with the great guests that I've had. But not all of them are, you know, very well known. Uh, locally, yes, a lot of them are. But a lot of yours are nationally known. I mean, you have some, some great, great interviews. Jack Cassidy springs to mind for some reason because you know, I love Jack Cassidy. How did that come about? Well, my show is called Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. And at first, when I first started 202 episodes ago, I focused on local musicians only. And then I decided to open up just a little bit to include musicians that were coming into play in our local venues. So that's a ton of people, right? That's how I got Martin Sexton and Yorma and Paul Schaefer and so on and so forth. It's because they've come here to play. So Jack Cassidy was playing... I think at Levon Helms Studios with Yorma, just the two of them, acoustic. And I know their PR person because I've had Yorma on three other times. So I contact their PR lady. I said, listen, I've interviewed Yorma a few times. I'd love to see if Jack would be interested in being on the show. So she connected us. Do you ever get nervous doing the interviews? I mean, you, you discussing stuff with some big names. Uh, do you ever get nervous? 
Only for the first one. That's it. That's it. The, the, when the I, because I, I think the world of Larry and Teresa. And when I got through that interview, I said I can do any interview now. And I saw Larry in person because we did a phone interview, the first interview I did with him. And um, when I saw him a few weeks later perform, he's like, "Listen, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything." He's like, "That was the best radio interview I've ever done." And those wow. words came from Larry Campbell. And I was like, okay, we're good. And I've not been nervous since. I was a little, I guess, intimidated is the word when I spoke with Anton Fig, um, just because I adore him. And I just, I was a little intimidated, but nervous. I'm, the only thing I'm nervous about is make sure that the equipment goes okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like if they're on the phone with me, I I, want to make sure there's no hangups or um, it feeds through the board. What percentage of your shows are phone-in interviews? Uh, 25. Hmm. That's more than me. I think I've only done one, but... You know, I, I enjoyed it. To me, it was kind of the same. But it, it's, it's nice to have somebody right here yeah. as well. I do research on each of my shows. I, I want to, you know, take the music of the guest very seriously and, and find out about them and, and try to come up with questions that I find interesting. Or what would I want to know if I were a listener? How much research do you do? Hours every day, every every week, I should say, um, depending on who I have. The first time uh, when I had my first interview with Larry and Teresa, I spent five hours researching their career. Subsequently, it depends on the career that they've had. Typically, three to four hours is a typical interview. But I also host a two hour show where my interviews are one hour and the other hour is playing music of local musicians. And do you have the artists that you interview play music live on the air? Or do no. you just spin their records? Never. Stuff? I don't want the distraction for them. It's more with me about conversation because people can hear their music anywhere. We can play their music on a CD. I want to talk to them. I want the uh, my audience to say, I didn't know that about them because they never heard them talk that much. So I'm more about talking and I'll play their music before I start my interview. I'll play a track of their so people can get an idea of the genre and then I start talking. How do you come up with the questions? What kind of questions do you ask and, and is there a format to what you're going to ask and when you're going to ask it? Do you, do you practice that format? Do you, do you have something in mind before? Not at all. I don't even have questions written down. Never. It's a conversation to me. It's never about a question. They come up through conversation. I I typically start with, oh, so you grew up in the Bronx. And Yes, I did. And, and it just flows as a natural conversation. I have not one ever have I ever written down a question. That's amazing. So you, you wanted to just kind of arise organically. Yes. I don't really consider it an interview more than a conversation, more like a conversation. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that style. I wish I, I've, I've heard your show several times. I heard that one with Malcolm Cecil you did. I really love. There's been other ones that I've heard as well, but I, I hardly ever get a chance to listen to it because we tape our shows at the same time. Yeah. Well, I tape. You go on live at 4.35 o'clock, something like that. I'm on Wednesdays. Yeah. And and, and we tape on Wednesdays at 4.30. Mm-hmm. Today is Thursday because you would normally be doing your show. Yes. Uh, it's really great. I mean, having a show like this, do you feel you're acquiring some notoriety in the area? Oh, I don't. It's not about me. No, it's not. But you must care a little bit about reputation or you wouldn't work so I hard on the I care about the caliber of the, uh, of the reputation of my show. 
it's I guess it's associated with me, but it's more about the show having a good name. Again, local motion. I don't focus it as Rita Ryan. I focus it as, as at local motion. And that is that is it my focus is to play music even if I don't like it. And there's a lot of music I don't like and I play it because it's done by musicians here. And if nobody else is playing it, it's not fair to them. If someone's putting their heart, their passion, and their money into recording music, they should be heard on a platform. And it's not my ego that's getting in the way of saying, I don't really care for that music. I don't want to play it. I don't operate like that. So if someone takes the time to mail me a CD and contact me, I'm going to play their music. I love it. Let's talk about Hudson Valley musicians because that's a big part of what your show is about. It's a big part of what my show is about. And by the way, I'm not naturally competitive, but I I love doing this. I would probably feel a little competitive with you if it weren't for two things. One, I can't compete with your show. You've done 200. I've done 30. And you've got the amazing, amazing show. I love it. But also... For the listener who doesn't know, we're also really good friends. We've known each other a long time. Since 1992, and you'll probably wow. remember the date. Um, Yes, September 2nd, 1992 <laughs> is when See? we met. It's almost our anniversary. It's September. What is it now? It, well, it's, it's, Fifth it's or past sixth. our yeah. anniversary. Yeah. I think we've known each other, what, for 17, tw- no, 27 20. years. Jesus. 17 <laughs> would be nice. I mean... You know, 27 is nice, but I don't... 27 years. It's a a long time. Oh, my. Yes, yes. It is a very long time. Back to what I was saying about Hudson Valley musicians, because that's what our shows are about. For me, I love putting a spotlight on Hudson Valley musicians, specifically because this is an area of untapped musical resource. It's not a great area, in my opinion... To play live in. It never has been. It probably never will be. But that doesn't mean that we don't have this wealth of extreme talent everywhere you look. And for, for my money, that makes for a great show. What are your thoughts about musicians and this area? Um, well, I have to say that I believe we have world-class venues in this area and that there are opportunities for people to play. There are several Notor, you know, venues that have great notoriety in the area that open up for open mics. So that's open to anybody to go to. Um, Town Crier and Beacon comes to mind. It's been there since 1972. One of the oldest continuous running venues with one owner. Um, so every Wednesday, if you want to play music and you're a local musician, you have the opportunity to do so. Um, there's Colony up in Woodstock, um, beautiful venue. They reopened about two and a half years ago with new owners. They have a Monday night open mic. So I think that for the non-professional that just wants to get out there, there's venues like that. Um, even the little taste buds in Red Hook, they have open mics. Um, the Shelter in Rhinebeck, Infinity Hall. So I think just for someone with no name, just coming out of their living room for the first time, I believe there's opportunities here to play. Mm-hmm. So how long is this going to last? How long do you I mean, you've done over 200 shows. How long can you keep this going, do you think? Or do you just the not rest think of about my it? life? <laughs> Till they put me in a wheelchair and bring me up to the board. You ever worry about running out of guests? No. You never worry about it. No. You don't think it's ever going to dry up? Never. Just, there's tons of musicians. You're so positive, Rita. <laughs> but there's again, the show is focused on musicians that live here and those that come here. With all these wonderful venues, there's always musicians coming here. So it never will end. 
It'll never end. And, and never. you'll have, you must be looking for a certain something in your guest to have them on the show. You're not going to just have somebody off the street because they play guitar. I mean, w what are you looking for out of the musicians? Is there a certain standard that you're looking for for your show? I mean, yeah, you really need to be recorded. Um, you have to have a recording um, to to be on the show because I have to be able to play a CD. Um, I also really take into consideration that they're playing out in the area. So when I start with my show, as far as producing it every week, um, my first list is what I do towards the end of my show. I do what's called musical happenings in alphabetical order. I list like three pages of venues and who's coming there that weekend or soon. And that's how I figure out what I'm playing that week. Mm -hmm. So you have to be recorded and you should be playing out. How far in advance do you book your guests? A month? Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. And this way also, you know, you can't get caught without a podcast. You know, you, you've got... Well, wait a second. It's a live show. So you, when they come on, they're on live. Yes. On, on my show... When somebody listens to the new podcast has gone up, say, tonight, it'll be somebody that I recorded a month ago or six weeks ago or whatever, because I, I have to stay ahead if somebody gets sick or if Rusty can't come in one day or something like that. I have to have a show to air because I really want to make sure that we do one every week. I don't right. want to just put one up when I get them. I just I want to do them every week. Yeah, smart. You do one every week, though, right? Yes. Do you have a guest every week? Yes. What's your format for the other half of the show? You do two hours, one one hour is with the guest. The other hour is just playing... Playing local music and, mu again, musicians that are playing in the area that weekend or the week after. So if, I don't know, Joe Smith is playing this weekend somewhere in the Hudson Valley, I'll play a track by Joe Smith and say, hey, we just heard this, and he'll be playing at this venue this weekend. So I promote the show that weekend. So mm -hmm. I'm promoting the venue and the musician. Well, it's a wonderful thing that you're doing, and we need that here in the Hudson Valley, and that's what's so unique about this show. It's what I love about the show that you do, and it's what I love about the show I do. Uh, you get to promote people's music that maybe, I mean, with, with you, some of your guests have plenty of promotion on their own, but some of them don't, right. and it's great to be able to say listen to this music or this is where you can find or, or go go out to this venue and see them it's gratifying to be able to do that kind of work for musicians that really deserve it right right well it, it's all about i don't know for me it's all about seeing live music as you know when we met it might have been at the first little giant show or something mm -hmm. but seeing live music has always been in my blood and it's what i do if i don't see music for more than not see music for a week or two i feel discombobulated and I don't feel grounded. Mm, mm. So I need to see live music. I need to, I can listen to music all the time, obviously, but it's not the same for me as seeing live performances. Doing interviews and seeing live music aside, do you have any goals in this type of field? I mean, do you want to parlay the show into something bigger or you're not concerned about that? No, I'm not really concerned about it. I work full time. This show is, I get no money for it. I'm a volunteer as a DJ. Um, I've never been paid to be a DJ, not even when I worked at the other radio station. Do you want to? No. You don't want to get paid no. for it. How come? Um, because the station that I'm at now doesn't pay and it's a community-minded radio station and the beauty of not being paid for it is I have the freedom to say and do whatever I want no one's guiding me like when I worked at another station oh you can't do this you can't do that 
I have complete freedom. No one's ever said to me, you can't talk about this venue because they don't advertise with us. You can't play this because of whatever reason. There's no playlist in front of me. I bring in my CDs from my home library and I play what I want, say what I want, have on who I want. And that is worth more than any amount of money you can pay me. Rita, thank you so much for coming in and being a guest today. It means a lot to me that you came in and, and shared this information and, and talked about your show. I love the show. I wish you the best of luck with it. I'm going to make it a goal to listen to it more. I'm thank changing you. the day of my show <laughs> so I can listen to your show. Okay, that may not be true, but I'm going to listen more, and I just can't wait to see what's next. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Most of my shows with interviews, at least, are all uploaded on MixCloud.com. They're also on Facebook. Facebook, uh, Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. So if you've missed shows, they're there. Most of them are there. We'll be listening. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for having me, and we'll have you on the show next. I can't wait. All right. You've been listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Come on back next week and see what Hudson Valley musician we have for you. We'll see you then. (music) 